You're listening to episode 11, What Do You Want? Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This is a podcast with the mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Hello, darlings. We are back. This is season two, episode one. I am super excited to be back. I took two weeks off for a little break and to work on content for the next season and just do a lot of planning and all of that stuff. And so while I was doing that, I have so much going on and so many things that I'm so excited to put out and give you guys. Um, not everything is finished, obviously, because it's only been two weeks, but um, but I'm super excited about some of the stuff that I've been working on. So I've missed you guys so much. And before I get into how much I miss you guys, how have you been while we've been on this break? What has been going on in your life. And while I can't hear you talk back to me, I would love if you go over to IG and share it with me on IG or Facebook. You can follow me on IG at I am Portia Scott or Facebook at I am Portia Scott. One of the great things that I want to start incorporating is a video podcast. Um, And some will be live recordings and then others may just be video of the podcast. But those are just some of the things that I'm definitely working on and would love, love, love to get your response and your feedback about what you listen to a live podcast where we could kind of go back and forth. You could ask questions. We could really be interactive um, and also a recorded podcast where, you know, it comes out the same time as the audio, but you'd get to see it in video. So I'd love, love, love to hear your feedback. And then I've also been working on a goal execution journey. So if you're anything like me, as we end or get to the, you know, near the end of the year, it's really time to start, you know, that planning for the next year. And I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed by the planning. We get overwhelmed by the fact that I look at all these goals that I set and maybe I finished or completed about 20%. So I really set up this goal execution journey because it really is about executing um, and really taking and eating the elephant one bite at a time. And I kind of strategically break that down. So I'm super excited to roll that out soon. Um, So listen up for that one. I also would be so remiss if I did not do this, but our resident house guest, John Henry Scott III, had a birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, babe. I love you so very much. All right. So I've done enough talking. I am so excited about this episode because as I said earlier, you know, as we start to close in the year, I'm just accustomed to kind of start reflecting on the year and planning for the next year. And I've always done this in my personal and my professional life. And as organizations are closing out the year and gearing up for the next year, most people are taking a step back and looking at what we've done this year and what the strategy for the coming year is going to look like. So today I have a question for you. What do 
you want? I get it. I understand that that's a loaded question, but it's something that I start to ask myself. I ask myself often, but definitely in these times of planning and goal setting or taking a step back, especially when there's been a milestone. So for this year, one of my big milestones was turning 40. And so I had to take a step back and ask myself, what do I want? So I know it's a loaded question, but just indulge me for one minute. I want you to just close your eyes and imagine that you're sitting on top of a mountain. There's absolutely no one around, no family, no friends, just you and the mountain. Don't look down because it's a far, far drop. But besides getting down off this mountain, what do you want? And I ask that question because when you strip everything down, what do you want? Not what you're supposed to want or what your family wants for you, but what do you want for you? And what do you want from you? What do you want for your life? And what do you want your life to produce? I ask my daughter this all the time because I want her to get into the habit of being able to articulate clearly what she wants. And the thing about this is what I want can change. Sometimes we get so stuck in, I don't even want to answer that question because it may change or what I wanted 10 years ago has changed. So does that mean that I'm not focused. Does that mean that I don't have dreams? Does that mean that I can't go after my goals because they change? Absolutely not. But in this moment, at this milestone, at this time in your life, what do you want? And I want you to say it out loud because when you say it out loud, if it's wrong, you'll know it. So when you start to say what you want out loud and it's something that has been fabricated because it seems like that's the right thing. When you say it out loud, you'll know whether or not it resonates with you. So I was thinking about this over the last couple of weeks. And I remember that about a year after I graduated from high school, I worked for a department store in one of their buying offices, their corporate buying office. And it was my first real job like the job with the salary, benefits, a cubicle that I shared with a sweet girl who eventually became a very, very good friend of mine. I think I was about 19 years old. And as I think about that young lady sitting in that cubicle trying to figure out life, she may not have known much, but one thing she did know was that in that moment, at that time, she wanted to be there. I had always worked for this department store, but in the stores and not in the corporate office, maybe about on and off for a couple of years. But I remember working in this one department, even at a young age, I must say, I had a really good work ethic or either I didn't want to get fired. But after working in the department store for a couple of months, I started working in um, for a brand within that department store. And as part as as part of like a brand, I guess you would call it ambassador, I can't remember what they called it. But that's essentially what it was, you were the brand ambassador, and you had a sales quota. And when they would come in to change the floors, you would be a part of that you would know what new items 
items were out, you would know all of these things. And so if I met that goal, then your girl would get free clothing. And also there were there was also a financial incentive for that. For me, it was an amazing opportunity. One, I was able to interact with customers, which I absolutely loved. And I was able to get to know a brand and be the brand ambassador. And I thought that was just absolutely incredible at the time. And so I understood that even working in this department store with everything that was going on, I had big dreams. I understood that this was my now, not my forever. But even in knowing that, I was going to make the best of my now so I would know how to act in my forever. Even though this was not my forever, I understood that I was going to give 100%, that I was going to be excellent in whatever it was that I did here in this moment at this time. What is it that they say? You stay ready so you don't have to get ready. There were a couple of things that were clear. I loved customers. They would be crazy sometimes, but I loved the interaction. I enjoyed solving problems and I knew I had influence with my coworkers and leaders. At this time, the customer is always right was the motto. It still may be the motto, but for me, I understood that, but I always felt it should be more of a customer concerns should be resolved. That type of model. Customers pay our paychecks. We all understand that, but we all know that they are not always right. I know, I know. I am the biggest person that's like, I walk into somewhere and I want to be greeted and I feel like you should be attentive. And so I'm not taking away that, but I do believe that having a different mindset of a customer's concern should be resolved rather than a customer is always right, then it leaves room to say that I understand that they're not always right However, their concerns are valid and should be resolved. I guess it was at this time that I really started stepping into and didn't even know it what an organizational entrepreneurship, you know, an entrepreneur was. I understood that I had influence. I understood that I could take accountability and ownership where I was even at 19 and that I was going to solve these customer concerns because their concerns were valid and they deserve to be resolved whether or not they were right or not. Because what happens is oftentimes we say the customer is right. And so your employees feel like, well, then if the customer is right, I must be wrong. And then there's no opportunity to really resolve these conflicting issues where you can still honor your employees and your customers at the same time. But it was this attitude that won me a stellar recommendation when it was time for me to apply for the job at the corporate office. I was pretty confident at 19 years old. I may not have had a lot of experience as some of the other applicants, but I was bold and I knew how to interview. By the time I was 19, I had been working since the age of 15 with a permit at a convenience store down the street from my house. I made the best sandwiches ever and the owner even trusted me at the register. I had also worked at a restaurant slash fast food place and would sometimes pull double shifts on the weekends with one of my best friends at the time. 
We ran that place like a well-oiled machine. This is likely where my workaholic characteristic was developed. Oh, and during the summers that I tell you, I worked at a flower shop too, mostly cutting roses and blowing up balloons, but it was a job. I worked at Kroger and I worked at the department store, so I had some experience in working. My interview day came and I wore the only piece of corporate attire that I had, which was like a nice plaid skirt, white button down blouse, black stockings, black heels, no blazer, not a suit because one, I was 19 and I didn't own anything like that. And number two, I was on a department store salary and I just couldn't afford it. So right before the interview, I was faced with a hurdle. And one of the ladies that worked in a different department was up for the same job. She immediately looked at my outfit and said, are you wearing that to the interview? I said, absolutely. And she gave a look of revulsion and went on to tell me that her interview went great. And she is sure she landed the job. I had a decision to make. I had to decide what I wanted Did I want this job or was I going to let what she said deter me from wanting what I wanted? I mean, like how often do we allow what people think or even the negative narratives in our own heads about what we should or shouldn't do dictate what we want? Nope, not today. In that moment, I had to make a decision to tell myself that I was ready, that I wanted this job. And I was good enough for this job. I wanted that job. I didn't want it for anyone else. And I did not want it because some lady thought I wasn't qualified or dressed good enough for it. So I did what any young 19 year old ambitious Virgo would do. I killed it. (laughs) If I didn't get this job, it wouldn't be for lack of trying I sat across from the hiring manager with the poise and confidence of Lupita Nyong'o. I did my homework. I understood what the job entailed. I knew the company. I even had a couple of questions prepared for my soon-to-be boss. I did get the job. (laughs) I tell this story not because of the outcome, but the decision that I had to make that this is what I wanted and I was going to show up for it. It was in that moment that I had a decision on whether or not I was going to allow what someone else thought, someone else's perception, or even my own negative narrative to stop me from showing up to what I wanted. Because how many times have we gone after the outcome and not after what we want? We only want to see the outcome. So I chose this job because I like the salary, but it doesn't line up with my values, which is the thing that I really want. I really want to work for a company that has a culture of giving, a culture that fits with my integrity, but the outcome looks good. So I'll choose this or I choose to live in this house because of the outcome, because people will think higher of me, but I could actually care less about nine bedrooms or I don't want people to think I overindulge, so I also don't want to move out of my two-bedroom. Maybe I'm the only one, but I am always getting ensnared by the words of my mouth. It's when I say yes to something, but I really didn't want to do it. 
but I did it because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do or I'm supposed to want to go. I'm supposed to want to do this. And that is the times that we really have to challenge ourselves and ask us that question. What do you want? I think it's so important that as we begin to think about milestones um, of this year and start to think about the goals and the milestones for next year, that we really do start thinking about what do we want, not what I'm supposed to want or what other people want me to want, but what do I really want? What is important to you? What matters most to you? Have clarity on that. What do you spend the majority of your time thinking about? When I understand what I want, I take the time to rehearse it. When I had the opportunity for this job, I rehearsed it. I rehearsed and acted like I was in an interview and I'd go over my answers out loud. Even now, just this morning, I want to interview somebody that's super huge and I acted as if they were already there. I always rehearse figuratively and mentally. I go over the answers out loud. I think about what I'm going to ask them. I get comfortable even talking about who I am and what I bring to the table and why they should come and interview with me. I also rehearse mentally. So I start to think and see myself there. So as you're looking at your milestones, as you're thinking about what you want to do next and your goals that you want to do next, I challenge you to rehearse it. What is it going to look like when you get there? How are you going to be? How are you going to show up? What are you going to wear? What are some of the things you're going to say? And these don't always have to be, oh, I want to get the job or I want to get this. Maybe it's I want to spend time with that friend that I hadn't spent time with in a long time. What is that going to be like? We're going to laugh together. We're going to go out. We're going to have a nice meal. We're going to think about old times. Maybe it's spending a little more time with that family member. Or maybe it's spending more time with your friends or someone you love or your family, your children. Whatever it is, rehearse yourself being there. Maybe for you, it's getting out of debt. Rehearse what that looks like when you start to pay off your bills, when you're paying your bills on time, when you're debt-free. I ask that as we're asking ourselves what we want, that we start to rehearse it figuratively, out loud, going through the motions, and also mentally, seeing ourselves there before we get there. Is the outcome always what I want it to be? No, absolutely not. Sometimes I feel like more than not, (laughs) but it is training my mind to the discipline that what I want isn't predicated on the outcome, opinions, or the obstacles. I will persist until I succeed. Always will I take another step. If that is of no avail, I will take another and yet another. In truth, one step at a time is not too difficult. I know that small attempts repeated will complete any undertaking. Og Mandino. Thank you again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show a podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. 
leave us a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram at I am Portia Scott, Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.